Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, this week, I catch up with Melbourne-based artist and printmaker, Tom Civil. Hey. How you going, mate? Yeah, awesome. No, it's good to be here yeah. chatting. I know, it's been a while. <laughs> it has been, yeah. We don't see each other that often, but it's always good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think I first met you around the... Uh, the old Blender Studio days in like 2004. You were, you were around then. There, yeah, yeah, I would have been around then for sure. Around um, a lot of friends there, I suppose, and um, wandering around those laneways in the city. I was very living in Carlton, so I was sort of like my little, mm. you know, I was pretty close and everything at that time. But yeah, it's, it's weird, weird to think back that back then that the CBD was actually um, like the art hub of. Mm. of the scene it was whereas now it's more so you know collingwood fitzroy all that yeah the um, city of melbourne's definitely spread out in every direction i reckon mm. same with you know what whatever you're into you know it sort of spreads out and it's kind of got bigger and cbd is much bigger and i think it was even more so in the 90s and stuff you talk to people in the 90s and i think they all had studios in the city you know and now they're all kind of before there was any kind of laneway culture or whatever it was all everyone was in there Mm. which has changed a lot i think yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, we're here at your studio at, um, in the Everfresh studios. Yeah. Um, like, how long have you been working out of here for? Uh, we've been in this building for, like, about three years, I think. Um, I sort of joined, every, you know, the Everfresh studio maybe a couple of years before that, maybe two years before that, we're on Easy Street, and then we moved over to Abbotsford for, like, six months, and then we got this building together. So it was sort of interesting reconnecting with everyone here at, the studio and kind of finding a building together and just being involved in setting up a studio and stuff. It was kind of, I tried to be the smallest player and stuff. So I just really wanted to focus on my own stuff, but it was great to be part of um, setting up a studio, you know, and this great spot and it's been really productive, great studio. So, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you seem to have your, um, like you, you've got an isolated section in here being yeah. upstairs, but yeah. it's great because you've got natural light and everything, yeah. whereas it's in darker areas yeah. of the, the Yeah, studio. when we set it up, I was like, oh, I really want my own space, you know, I want to be able to close the door and hide out, and um, it's good. No, it's been good at the studio. I wasn't sure to start with, you know, but because I was never part of the fresh, but we've kind of known each other for a long time, and um, we're all quite different. Even though we're, but works as a studio, you know, like aesthetically we're all different, so we're not on top of each other's toes, but we're using similar mediums or to a degree, you know, so we can always talk about and share tools and materials and everything and always learning stuff, you know, and we all share stuff, but we can, we're all doing our own thing. Yeah. If you know what I mean? So yeah. It's kind of been a good studio like that. Yeah. Yeah. So how, like, how'd you get into art in the first place? Hmm. It's always kind of the big question, isn't it? I like, yeah, because I never really was into, I mean, I was into art, but never much as a young, when I was in school or, you know, a young kid much. I mean, I loved it, but, and my dad was like this kind of, he makes sculptures and stuff out of junk and found objects and stuff. So I was sort of always around this like scavenging and like finding, so I heard lots of piles. He lived up in the country in New South Wales. So I used to like be around a lot of that kind of creative energy a lot, I suppose, but I think it was after uni a bit, I sort of started um, getting into like making zines and handmade books and kind of independent media activist sort of stuff. So sort of like doing collage and um, making little books and stuff. And then I sort of just moved into doing posters and stickers and everything for activist kind of projects. And then I sort of moved to Melbourne, I think 2000 or something, 2001. And... Um, 
just kind of like just got slowly into the like sort of stencil street art sort of scene then and just that's when I sort of really started getting more into my own kind of art I suppose because I was always sort of working with other people a lot mm. um, and I just sort of went from there I suppose and just one thing led to another you know <laughs> as you gradually know I was always just so interested in all different techniques and stuff so I just started uh, experimenting and trying different things I yeah. suppose yeah, it's always a long story, these kind of things, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah, but, you know, yeah. got a lot, everyone's got a lot of a complex life, you know, yeah, as I like to say. Yeah, it is, it yeah. is. It hard to of... wrap it up in a one-minute yeah. sort of description. But, yeah. But, um, yeah. like, you're, you're well-known for painting, like, these, like, stylized stick figures that you mm. call, what do you call them, um, stick folk? Yeah, stick folk. Yeah. I kind of, they didn't have a name for a long time, and I was like, oh, maybe I should make my own name, because people always used to say stick, you know, you stick men or whatever like that, and I was like... I should give them a name and then I I suppose I just started developing these sort of like my own kind of mythology or stories about them and I'm kind of constantly surprised I've sort of been addicted to them and they've (laughs) stuck around you know Mm. these kind of little things you develop and then they kept going but they're fun because I can do them tiny little they're the same when they're like super tiny little drawings on a you know in a print or in a drawing or if they're really big on the wall they're kind of the same mm. kind of, so they're kind of this this fun thing and they're really quick too so they're just like like little, my little moniker tag sort of thing as well you know yeah um so but they've just been fun fun way to tell stories and they're simple enough that i hope people can kind of read their own stories into them as well or identify it with them in in different levels you know mm. without language or um too much and people often tell me what the picture's about I'm like, oh that's interesting that's different to what i thought you know yeah. but it's kind of cool that's the great part about it yeah yeah so how, how important is it that um you t- for you to tell stories with your artwork i'm really into that i'm really into telling stories of artwork like uh i'm not like that's definitely come along a lot more in more recent times so where i sort of got to a point where i was like you know you go through these stages where you're not as confident as, with your drawing or whatever else sometimes didn't used to be that confident with my drawing and stuff but then I kind of got to a point where I was like maybe it's not about how well you execute the drawing or how technical it is and stuff but it's sort of about being able to tell a story I don't know of some kind and that that's more important and then that other stuff kind of comes naturally with it yeah so I am into that mm. yeah I, I like kind of a story in a picture you know, sometimes I can appreciate abstract art a bit but uh, as well but I'm much more into figurative sort of storytelling kind of art mm. and what, what are the types of stories that you tell um well sort of a different stuff i've kind of been falling into this sort of um really kind of nature-based sort of very simple environmental kind of everyday kind of environmental um stories i suppose of just like my characters in different environments or traveling through different landscapes and um i suppose in the in sort of in big you know in the city and such urban areas it's, it's fun to sort of tell natural or kind of bush stories which in a way they could have been the past or maybe it's the future or it's just dreaming about being somewhere else you know you can kind of interpret it different ways and sometimes my little my little characters are like um they're like people in the landscape but then i have just going down this big path which I'm where they're kind of like little fairies or little 
spirits or ancestor spirits or they're kind of like these little characters in the landscape and it kind of places you closer so sometimes they're like you know riding an insect or something like that so they're, they're tiny but it kind of places you in this sort of micro level in the environment which is I've noticed a lot of people from all different ages kind of relate to like kids like it and old people like it and can yeah kind of so they're kind of loose stories but uh, I hope people can get that's mainly my murals really actually Ooh. and then I but I have been doing other um, more like crowd scenes and sort of just about society and people and people's interactions and stuff like that as well yeah yeah and being yeah. that the um the stick folk are you know as you said they're 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 simple and they're mm. quick for you to execute as well mm. um like with you know there's like all people painting like photorealism and all this mm. sort of stuff do you yeah. ever get like feel inferior or that they're not enough like, yeah it's a funny it is i know all that stuff's really popular at the moment too yeah. i reckon and uh yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, should I do a more complicated or, you know, mm. sometimes I'll do like a whole mural. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't put any of my little dudes in there. And someone walks past and goes, oh, where's your stick characters or whatever? Yeah. And I'll like just chuck one in there, you know. Mm. At the end. But that's kind of like my little signature type thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've i tried to hold back and try and keep them simple. Mm. And also because I know people, because I've been doing it for a while, people have a connection with them in an interesting way, in the street anyway, you know yeah. what I mean? Like they might... So that's really interesting it's in itself that people have connection or um, the, but it's hard to like keep them simple, mm. you know, but yeah. I, I think it's good. So I like them trying to be like, I mean, in my mind, it's a challenge though, but they're kind of like almost genderless, like they could be male or female or they could be um, maybe culturally too, like different cult. Yeah, you know mm. what I mean? Not quite sure where they're placed in, even though the main thing is they have hats and like a lot of people are like, oh, it's a cowboy hat or it's a mm. cap or it's like, so that's sort of one bit of telling, but I do like them that they could be anyone to a degree, yeah. which is hard as soon as you start to get more realistic and stuff because you're sort of, you know, mm. features and skin colour and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, don't get me wrong, I was no way implying that yeah. they're not enough because yeah. I think yeah. I, I love your art. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think your murals are yeah. amazing and yeah. I love all oh, the stuff geez, you do. Man. But just because yeah. I, I paint quite simplistic mm. characters mm. myself. Yeah. And then at times, you know, say you're part of a mural festival or an mm. exhibition and there's mm. people doing, producing these amazing, yeah. like technical works. Yeah. You think, shit, should I be doing more? Yeah. And then, um, yeah. and it just plays on your mind a bit, but then you step back, you take yourself away mm. from it and you go, look, I just, I, mm. what I do is just different to this. Yeah. And that's true. that. And it's, it's like, it doesn't mean you need to put more into it or less or anything yeah. like that. Just be yourself. But um, yeah. Yeah. it can play on your mind as an artist when you, when you are working with like simple, like, you know, simple elements and mm. Um, mm. minimal colors and all that type of stuff. Yeah. It like, does. Like I've even um, ordered paint for a mural. And yeah. I, I only ordered three colors. Yeah, yeah. And the guy from a paint, the paint company is an artist as well. And he's like, "Do you stuff your order up or something?" It's like, <laughs> "No, no, I'm just going to do three colors." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah but yeah. like, you can't just you, you, how can you paint this mm-hmm. in just three colors?" And yeah. it's like, "It's all I need." Yeah, it's good. It doesn't mean it's going to be any better or any less. Mm. I actually worse. like to get yeah. simpler in some yeah. ways, like maybe yeah. messier but simpler. Yeah. Like I, I kind of like. Sometimes I can't help myself and I go too colourful. I'm like, oh, I just wish I'd done it black and white. It would look so much better, you know, or just whatever, just one tone, you know. Mm. And um, But it is, 
Interesting that thing. I think well, often with murals, it's interesting. I remember years back when I was starting to do it, I was like, you know, really pushing, wanting to do murals. And I remember traveling and thinking, oh, in some places a lot more like artists doing murals. But Melbourne felt really like it was graffiti and street artists doing murals, mm. you know. And I always thought, I oh, wouldn't it be awesome if more artists actually felt like they could do murals in the city. And um, I reckon that's changed a lot. I reckon a lot of people now do murals are art, like come from an arts background and can paint seriously well and stuff. I know a lot of people can come from graffiti background and paint mm. these masterpieces or whatever, but it's kind of cool that I think because the popularity of murals that it has opened up to a lot more people who are coming from a painterly kind of background mm. as well, which is kind of a good thing, but it does make it harder if you're from a different kind of background. Yeah. Not harder, but just... A different kind of different thing anyway <laughs> oh mural thing yeah interesting so as well as um like painting on the streets and doing murals you also um do a lot of printmaking yeah like, i really love printmaking i kind of like i sort of feel like my printmaking is better than my murals like in terms of like the actual art like i really do love it and um i'd almost like to just be doing printmaking but i love murals and street stuff so because you know it's just so so much fun and it's so um I love interacting with people and hanging out, painting on the street, and people really love it and see it and everything. But printmaking is a much more personal kind of thing for me, and I've always loved like carving and um, cutting and like starting out with stencils. I mean, I see stencils as like a kind of printmaking. It's like street printmaking in a sense. It's like screen printing or whatever on the street. And I realized a lot of my early inspiration for like art and stuff was sort of stuff like old radical political posters and art which a lot of it was done as woodcuts and and stencils you know and it kind of has that particular aesthetic to it where it's kind of handmade and it's got the limitations of cutting and stuff so it has its own aesthetic but yeah I just discovered woodcuts and linos and um kind of met a bunch of friends who are Indonesian guys actually uh who are all really big on printmaking and woodcuts and stuff and I got from this amazing collective called Taring Paddy from Yogyakarta in uh, Indonesia and they'll be influence on me and some other American printmakers too like Just Seeds Collective and the Beehive Collective too over there and um, it's not as big in Australia but it's got a very strong history um, so yeah it's got right into that and then I got a scholarship actually for a couple of months at Australian Print Workshop on Gertrude Street up here and really developed my techniques and then got into etchings and um, other just exploring you know, all sorts of stuff. But now I've yeah, just been doing a whole lot of uh, etchings as well. Mm. So yeah, it's really... Well, well I've, I've always yeah. wanted to do etchings, yeah. but I've never um, never had the opportunity. Or yeah, mm. or put myself in a position mm. where I've been able to do them. Mm. But like, I've always thought it would be hard to etch into metal. Is it is mm. it difficult? Or? Well, I just discovered this technique that works for me, where I use a like it's like a rotary power tool, like, like Dremel or mm -hmm. different brands, and uh, I do it on perspex, and it's like a thick kind of perspex, and I just use it straight on it. You got a it's pretty dirty, messy kind of like you wear earmuffs and goggles and <laughs> you know mm. masks and stuff, but it suits my kind of style. It's kind of got a bit of a handmade tattoo kind of feel because it's not a perfect line, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. And um, I've just discovered it, and it just works for me. And it means I can do all the make all the etchings in my studio, and then I can just rent a press for a day or so, and I can just get into printing it. But I just love the printmaking. I was going to say before too, like um, it's kind of an accessible medium too. Like you can make an edition of even a small edition of ten or twenty 
which is often what I do, or, you know, 30 or something. Um, you know, so it has a sort of special quality to it, but it's also, um, you know, you can make the prices a bit more, and I mean, a bit less, sorry, and you can kind of get it out there a little bit more as opposed to just the one-off painting. Mm. So it's kind of, I love that to it too, but I just love the... Um, the look of etchings too. So it kind of look a bit old worldy, kind yeah. of you know, because there's such an old technique. So it's got this beautiful, kind of warm feeling to it. Mm. Yeah. And it's sort of um, you know, being in the digital age as well, it's mm. sort of really taking it back to handmade. That's and true. Like handmade, yeah. um, you know, reproduction, like mass production, because people are doing you know um, art in like Illustrator or whatever, and mm. printing that out and selling it, and yeah. doing editions like yeah. that. But I, yeah. I really like. Yeah, you know, doing it the analog way and yeah, getting your hands dirty. Yeah, totally. You got to get into it, and even if you try and do it as neat as possible, it's always got a little handmade look to it because yeah. you can't get it perfect, you know. So, sort of like it always has this sort of handmade feel to it, and mm. it's kind of this weird mixture of being like really messy and dirty, and then like really clean and anal, and you know. Mm. Um, but it's quite a lot of work too, printmaking in a way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a lot of lino prints. Yeah, right. Um, I really like to do them. It's yeah. like I nearly the last one I did, I nearly stuffed it up because yeah. I put some text in it, mm. and I was just about to start cutting <laughs> into the text. And then yeah. a friend said, "Shouldn't that text be yeah. in like Backwards. mirror?" Yeah, and it's like, yeah. shit, you're right. It was like yeah. just about to cut yeah. it, and I was like, oh, you know thanks. what? I reckon that has actually influenced my art quite in a weird way because often I'll like so um, when you're doing a print you know, like, you, yeah, you do it backwards. Mm. But I often just draw straight onto the plate or straight onto the lino. So when you're drawing, you have to think that it's going to print backwards. Mm. And then, like, I'll cut it out, and you get kind of really attached to the picture, how it looks cut out, because you've spent days cutting mm. it out, you know. Then you print it, and it's backwards. But I think it's a bit of a thing in my art is that it doesn't have a central point. Like, it, it's kind of... Um, uh, how do I describe that? But it's kind of... You can look across the whole picture, and you can read it left to right or right to left. And I, I really like that. And I, I have often wondered whether that's come a bit from my printmaking because, because of that technique of just drawing straight onto the, the print. So you sort of think backwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like before you cut it, you have to look at it in a mirror or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I never do that. I should do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good but yeah, um, it is interesting that because a lot of the big murals and stuff, they do have this big central character. Mm. That's a real common theme in murals. You know, often they're not totally flat. So, yeah. yeah, it has been um, interesting how printmaking influences my murals and street stuff and then murals will influence my printmaking. They kind of go both ways. It's kind yeah. of interesting. Do you find that um, if if you're working like on a mural or you're doing studio work or you're doing printmaking, mm. like your themes will change as well? Yeah. Um, yeah, although a lot, like I've done murals based on prints mm. and the other way around. So like they're kind of quite into twined in a way like that um that's kind of like my draw you know you're doing drawings or whatever that influences your murals but same with printmaking i often um like the connection just a different kind of way of image making you know making stories and images and then you can translate that to walls and stuff as well yeah yeah so one thing i've always um known you for is to be real busy with like council murals and projects and stuff mm. like before you know, in this day and age, there's lots of people painting murals and doing mm. stuff all over the place. But even like years ago, when there weren't a lot of people doing it, I mm. knew, knew you as being someone that was busy with all that type yeah. of stuff. Like, mm. how did you get into all that? Yeah, I, 
I think there came a stage where I was like, oh, I'd love to like, well, I suppose to do bigger walls and different walls, you've got to work with so many different people and different people in the community and also wanted to work, you know, like get paid doing murals and um, stuff. And I realised councils and community stuff was kind of a good place for me because it's sort of like not too... I'm not really a corporate person, you know, I've come from a more political background and I sort of like, but then he's sort of working with the council and it's got its own politics and stuff as well. But it's kind of felt like a nice in-between ground. And um, I suppose I come from a much more community place. Like, I think my first big mural was on uh, 3CR Community Radio just up here on Smith Street uh, in Collingwood. And, um, you know, and I've done a lot of community projects where I sort of work with different people. I've done around, I've done like five kindergartens in the last few years. Like just did one that led to another one, led to another one, you know, as they do. And um, I've worked with the Rundry Land Council, Aboriginal Council here too. Um, done a few murals with them and same up in the, oh, I've got this long co- connection up in the Kimberleys. Uh, I've done two big mural projects up there with uh, an Aboriginal community up there. So I've, I do find it quite satisfying working with people and trying to make something that people are happy with you know but it's challenging and hard work and um, I was getting a bit tired at the end of last year after a few big projects but I still just need a bit of a break but I'm kind of keen to come back into it but it's always it was a bit hard with councils because they just don't get it you know and they like so much council money comes through anti-graffiti and they just don't, like, it's not pro-public art. They're not like, this is the public art grant, hmm. you know. They're like, well, they might, they're like, we want to do a mural, but number one point, it's to stop graffiti, you know. And it's like, how is any young graffiti artist going to apply for this grant when it says any graffiti is the first point and because they're just working for the man, you know, mm. working for the cops or whatever. And I just, every council driver has have to explain this to them, say, look, don't do that, don't play... You're just dividing the community and like um oh, it's just this constantly frustrating point but the money is coming through a lot of the money not not maybe half these big projects you know everyone knows who's applying for murals are often an anti-graffiti type of thing mm. so a lot of walls you see i mean like oh it's covered in uh, history of tags and it's like oh, i can't apply for that because that's just not a good wall you know mm. but then other walls they're paying over it every week anyway so it's like yeah but anyway, that's just the whole politics of it, which is just blowing up in Melbourne, obviously. Um, uh, it's a whole big, you know, it's like the graffiti gossip channel kind of thing, you know, who weekly of graffiti kind of thing, like constantly laughing about all that stuff in a way, even though it is serious. Um, but that's just the challenge of it. But I have been caught a few times with council, had some uh, frustrating moments with them about that. But that's I think part of the role when you're doing murals is you're helping people to understand public space and you know if there wasn't graffiti we wouldn't have mural culture in Melbourne mm. you know it's just like straight up so obvious <laughs> and but to people in the council and the police they just can't see it and uh, anyway that's just gone off a tangent there yeah. but that's obviously a big issue in Melbourne you know yeah uh, and um, but but I've also got up some big projects which your council which I wouldn't have been able to I've done two roads I painted on the road oh, wow. I did one in Cremorne I painted this bit it was like three streets in this lane on the road with this like painting it's meant to last 10 years and they can clean it with these high pressure hoses like, they've been hard to coordinate without the council you know mm-hmm. a permanent road and I did one in Brunswick too and I love doing that it was hard one of the hardest things I've ever painted though like because you're down on your you're crouching down painting and it needed like three coats and it's like this paint with 
sand and like sort of concrete cement stuff in it so it's like thick paint and anyway but you know just to get some of these bigger projects up mm. it's good to have a relationship with councils you didn't think to um do it with roller poles like you're sweeping the floor yeah you know we did I mean? it like that yeah we did it like that so you but you could you paintbrush for the line work I oh think. okay yeah you pretty much like pour the paint on the ground and yeah. push it around like you're mopping yeah yeah you do <laughs> and it was really satisfying because the most grimy like dirty street and you paint it and it just looks so fresh mm. it looks so good you know uh, that was really satisfying and amazing project i kind of did it the idea for that mural was like it was like a topographic map so and it had a giant compass in it which actually was accurate compass and um so it was like you're walking through a topographic map one-to-one -one scale it was sort of like a computer game kind of vibe but you know like so quite into mapping and mm -hmm. maps a big inspiration for me um in my art I don't really talk about much actually but yeah it is um always love that kind of stuff yeah yeah and have you um like is your art uh taking you around australia a lot and travel with it um not heaps i've traveled around australia a fair bit i've driven across australia a few times i've oh, not across but i've you know i've done enough road trips yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, I've driven around a fair bit um but uh other the Kimberleys, but mainly places I have connection to, I suppose. I, um, I mean, I've got connection in Sydney, so I've done stuff in Sydney a bit, and then up in the Kimberleys. Um, I've done exhibition in Alice Springs, and and when you're driving around, you know, doing a few drawings and paintings here as you go around the place and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. More just you know, just fun stuff yeah. around. Yeah, and um, which is I, I love doing that. Yeah, you never know who's going to see it, do you? Yeah, I actually heard a few little stories of people yeah. like, I was driving across here to there and I stopped to, you know, take mm. a piece of the road, that brake stop or whatever. There was like a little tag, a little drawing on the side of the street. It was like just a cool little story. Like, ah, yeah, cool. Yeah. You know, I get tagged yeah. a lot in uh, Instagram of like people yeah. from, in weird places yeah. in like India or South yeah. America and send me photos of yeah. stuff. It's like, well, that's still there. And you, you see the um, some of them are real overgrown, or oh, all the walls are the walls are um, real soaky, and it's like mm. really it's, it's just completely changed since yeah. how I when I, how I last saw them. It's yeah. um it's good to see though. It it's, is it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's it's part of it's like the history of graffiti, really. I mm. mean, you know, it's like a marking of a place, and like you know, okay. going right back to rock art and stuff. You know, mm. it's like this is a good camping area, or this is where we lived, or this is where we stayed, and it's but I mean, it's probably more. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's definitely the, the history base of, of graffiti and stuff. Mm. But it's interesting to see how um, how much the elements like fade the paint and deteriorate. Mm. Like the even the paint technology that we have in this day and age. Yeah. And you think back to like the cave paintings and everything, and go, wow, they must have um, been mixing some decent pigment to yeah. have it last that long. That's I know true. it's like underground and not exposed to the elements as much, but it's still there. Like yeah. it's. It's something I've never, because I'm not really sure my plate. Ah, oh, that's a really interesting thing. That whole when I was in the Kimberley, I mean, I had this amazing experience where I got taken out to this amazing um, rock art site with these young rangers. They're like in their twenties, and they've never been there before, and they're like, and their grandparents painted it, you know, and like. Fuck, I was such a special. It gives me tingles thinking about it. I felt so honoured to be taken to this place, and. Um, it was huge. Mm. It was like, like I think it was like half a kilometer long or something. Wow! And there was a huge rock fall. So there's an, another half a kilometer that had just been covered by a massive rock fall. 
and it looked like it's hard just soon you saw it you're like man this is like graffiti wall mm. and it's sort of interesting people talk about it like it was I mean, it's funny talking about it as a non-aboriginal person I, i'm always conscious of that because it's like i don't really know the true stories of it all but people th often treat it like it was a sacred site but in a way people local people to didn't treat it like it was just where people lived and uh, it was just there. But some of it was more special. But you could see in the background these more abstract, simple shapes, which were the older stuff. And then all the new stuff's painted on stuff, which becomes more and more figurative. Mm. It's really, really old. And it's like a giant crocodile and like heaps of stencils, mm. all tools, stencils. You know, people just chewed up the pigment in their mouth and then sprayed it like a spray paint gun on their, their, on their tools and made stencils. And they're crisp. Mm. And they had like this shelf of rock where people were like a, what do you call it, mortar and pestle. But it was just sitting there. Like it looked like they just, it was brand new. Up to they had cowboys and farmers painted on there. So it was sort of like right up to, and that's sort of when it stopped. But anyway, that was a very special experience. It's funny talking about it, but it was, um, but it was amazing seeing that and how it, just the layering. You know, mm. if you're up high, the old stuff's up high because, you know, it's like graffiti or whatever. You know, it sort of has the same thing, but it was thousands and thousands of years old. Mm. Um, I found it weird mm. as well because like, I went and saw some up um, up in Kakadu. And yeah. it was weird how they just work on top of each other. It's yeah. like they won't go, I'll find it. I'll work yeah. over here. It's yeah. like, oh, no, I'll just go over this, yeah. this painting here. It's really, I mean, it, I suppose it has its own polity. It's, it's maybe something special and people leave that and something's not. Mm. And, yeah, I would love to keep investigate you know looking more into it but um i was lucky to go on that special mm. trip i haven't really done much other exploring other than sydney and some other stuff i've seen but um so much of that's been lost yeah apparently sydney had the most rock art in australia so it's all been built on top of this like serious serious heritage you know yeah like yeah really it's some of the oldest art in the world wow yeah Anyway, it's, it's pretty fascinating, all that stuff, but it's interesting how it ties into graffiti and what lasts. And in a way, it's kind of fun. to. I like the idea of murals lasting and mm. things like I like that history. And um, I actually would like to do more kind of sculptural, solid stuff in a way that has the potential to last longer. Mm. Even if it's painted over, you can yeah. paint it back. And yeah, it's, you can just paint over it again yeah. and go back to it or yeah. something, you know. It's interesting to explore that. Yeah. Mm. There was that guy, remember Sam? Yeah. yeah, he used to do like sculpture pieces yeah, along the um, train lines and stuff. Yeah, yeah I think I a lot of them got pulled down. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. like I don't know what materials he was using. Mm, mm. Then there was those um, the crate men as well. Oh, doing their great, stuff. I love crate men. Yeah, that was I good. I forgot about them. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Whoever that was. Yeah. yeah. So you've got a um, an exhibition that's just opened at No Vacancy in the city. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, can you tell me a bit about that exhibition and the body of work you're showing? Yeah, sure. Was, yeah, I just really keen to do more exhibitions and I just booked it in and I was like, um, whole range of stuff in it really. A whole lot of my etchings and um, prints, I think it's about 15 or probably a few, six, 17 different prints in it. But I also have developed my um, etching technique where I've like, which I'm really excited about, but I did a whole lot of bottle engravings where I've been engraving on these large or just different sized bottles. And also... I've done a, I did three kind of biggish mirror engravings, which I'm really excited about. It's like a new thing, kind of like it just. I liked it initially just because it looks pretty, you know. Like I, I like the look of it, but it also can read into it in different ways. But yeah, just in, uh, engraving on mirrors on the back and then uh, hand coloring them, and and then I was making the frames and stuff for them as well. 
and, and there's a couple of um, bigger paintings and a few, uh, like five oil paintings as well, which was with oil sticks. I've been getting really into oil sticks and stuff too, solid markers and different oil paints mixed together. Yeah, so it was a bit of a big one. I had a lot of like, stuff I'd slowly been working on over the last couple of years. And um, put a lot of effort into the framing, got some fancy frames and sort of went, really explored all the framing and trying to pull, pull it all together. And a few kind of little installation sort of stuff in there as well. Because quite an industrial sort of vibe in that gallery. So I tried to soften it a bit um, with some installation type of stuff. But still just exploring my kind of, my little stick folk people characters kind of traveling across the land and um, different stories related to that I suppose and just keep pushing that and seeing how how that goes so it's been interesting hearing a few stories about what it means to different people and and stuff like that so it kind of looks a bit old worldy old worldy mixed with new style so it's kind of got this mm. interesting feel in between yeah I think also with like the earthy tones that you use as well, yeah. it's got a more of and the, you know with all the printmaking and everything, mm. it's got like an old like vibe to it that yeah. could easily be in the seventies or yeah. you know pre digital and all yeah. that. It's uh, it's good. It's I've it's enjoyed good. playing with that, and I love using a lot of sepia inks and stuff too. Mm. So it has that like old almost looks like an old photo or something, but mm. an old picture and the tones and stuff of etchings. I really like that, and I use some like decorative frames and. Stuff like, and the mirror etchings too are kind of quite old like looking as well they look like from another time a bit but then the pictures are not kind of they're still kind of still like nature based and stuff but with my characters they kind of look fresh and stuff but they've got this sort of old worldy kind of feel to them as well it's kind mm. of yeah it is definitely interesting um, what that makes people think of in a way yeah cool yeah and with um you know, like no vacancy has two sites, but now they've only got one. Mm. But you were originally going to do it in their small yeah. gallery, and yeah. then they um, that got um, shut down, and yeah. you had to move to the big one. Yeah. Like, yeah. what what was mm. that like? Like planning for a show in a small space, and then yeah. going to a space that's like yeah. three or four times. Oh uh, yeah, I did my head in for a while. So I planned to do like all prints and smaller work, and then I got something's changed at Fed Square, and they got kicked out. And oh, I was a bit of a story there, but anyway, it sucks. But um. But then it was once I just tried to be positive and embrace it, and then like it actually worked out really well for me because I got a heaps bigger gallery. I got, I made new work for it, and I got it was like a month extension, in a way. Mm. So, but I think as with a lot of my work, I just got to be so flexible. I think maybe mm. I get used to it. Like I've got like two big murals coming up. I've been talking about doing like next week and the week after, and it's like I've been talking about them for like months, you know. And like I wasn't sure when I was going to do them, and then so often with my work. I'm not sure if it's happening or not. Like 50% of work is like, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. And it's hard with my partner and a little kid as well, boy, you know, mm. kind of, it sort of means I've got more time and I'm flexible, but it does also mean we have to sort of go with the flow a bit. Mm. And um, I think that's a big interesting thing to talk about with work as family and kids and stuff too, because it's a challenge, you know, and you've got to juggle tag team with your partner or whatever your situation is. Um, but we all seem to do it. She sort of does freelance stuff as well, so it sort of works. But with big projects, it can totally throw you sometimes. Like, oh, okay, I gotta suck myself up. Mm. Yeah. But I think it works if you're, um, you know, like with this situation, it's yeah. like, well, this is just the way it is. And you go, all right, I gotta make it work. Yeah. 
yeah. and you'd be surprised at how quick you can turn something around. Yeah. Because yeah. like, for me, for instance, like well, it's the start of April, I'm, yeah. I'm setting up today for my second solo show of the yeah. year already. And it's I've crazy. done like... It's so three, exciting. Yeah. yeah, and I've yeah. done three like interstate murals <laughs> and stuff and it's like... I, if if you had given me my own time to yeah. do this, yeah. I would have sort of planned it all out throughout the whole year yeah. and be executing yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah. Whereas... It's just like, well, here's the date, here's the opportunity. Do you want it or not? And yeah. It's like, well, I don't want to say no to that. Yeah. And you make it happen, and um, yeah. and it all works out. And you go, yeah. well, I might work a bit harder and mm. longer hours, mm. but I know that through, you know, diving in and doing all that work, mm. my my art's got better as well, mm. and I've got more exposure and. Mm. There's more opportunities coming my way. It's um, yeah. It's it's interesting. It's it like is an if, if you part if you give it. someone their their own amount yeah. of time to work, yeah. it's like. Yeah. You, know, you know, you'll dilly dally yeah. and um, yeah. and scratch your head and yeah, yeah. think about things for a long time. But if yeah. you just got to get in there and get it done, yeah. it always yeah, works out. It does. Yeah. So you go jump into it, and I think sometimes when you're thrown into it and your like inspiration on the day or what your idea is, like oh, okay, I've got a few weeks to do this, and you just go with what your idea is at that time in a way. Mm. You know, often it's really strong and good, but sometimes when you look back at your work and you kind of go. I had this idea, but I never took it and did. I never had that exhibition. Or I never did that wall mm. or whatever. But you look back on it, and you go, actually, that was a really good idea. Mm. I should have done something with it. But someone's going to be thrown into a situation where you're like, okay, what do I got? I've got to make some stuff. Let's do it. Maybe you're still not super confident that's the best idea because it's just new, I suppose. But then you got to just believe in yourself a little bit, I suppose. But you know, it is a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to explain that sometimes. Because it, it's weird, because if you mm. think back to like going to, say, an abandoned warehouse, mm. say you walk into this abandoned mm. warehouse, there's white walls everywhere. Mm. You go, oh, I'm going to paint yeah. like four or five walls today. Yeah, yeah. Where, and you go and you just work on them all and you get it all done. And you go home, you got your photos, and you're like, oh, well, that was cool. Mm. Whereas if someone says, oh, we want you to come and paint these five walls, mm. you'll go, oh, shit, all right, what am I yeah. going to do? Yeah. Um, give yeah. me a month to think about it. Give me all this yeah, time yeah, to work yeah. out, do the drawings and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But if you just get yeah. into it and yeah, get it totally. done, it's, uh... Uh, totally. Yeah, it's it is great. <laughs> I think working on some bigger mural projects and stuff with so many players and factors, and it's like the shop, the fish and chip shop, and the council, and the school, and the whatever it is, the community. Mm. You kind of go talk about it. it's just like oh, by the time you actually go do it, you kind of lost yeah. inspiration for that idea, and you, then you go do it. And sometimes you know it's, it can be hard to keep your keep your excitement about it but that's part that's a different kind of thing but it's so nice just to go oh yeah i'm just gonna get into this and make it you know yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. this was your um like your first solo show in, in about four years yeah is there a reason yeah. there was such a big gap no um, i did do one in the country in mildura last year as well um not really other than i think i was just um not totally feeling it. I've just been busy with murals and other mm -hmm. things. And I think I've been like developing my skills and stuff too with printmaking. Mm -hmm. I think I really wanted to push myself and it is a bit slow going, building up a body of work for printmaking. And I suppose I've got a little boy now, he's four. Maybe that's part of it too, you know, to kind of different getting into that and had lots of other things, the new mm -hmm. house, new, you know, just busy with um, other projects. But I think I also wanted to throw myself into some bigger mural projects I got mm. really excited about that and community kind of projects and um, kind of wanted to push that side of my you know my work and stuff yeah um, but doing this makes me want to do more exhibitions because I, I do really enjoy it 
you know, yeah. and I'd like to do more shows and um, but it's again the money trying to get money as well mm. balancing that mm. I think some people get hung up on um, like selling the artwork as well mm. it's like if whereas mm. the opportunity comes you get an opportunity to make all this artwork yeah. and display it and yeah. I think if you, you you take away that I've got to sell this mm. artwork otherwise it's a big waste of time what have I done da, da, da. Mm. and just Mm. Yeah, you think there's an opportunity to develop mm. your your skills and show a body of work, and just mm. let yeah. that be it. Because even if you don't sell much artwork at the um at the gallery, you've actually got um mm. you can show people the artwork, and it could lead to other things. And yeah. everything always mm. finds its home in the end, anyway. Mm. As well. Yeah, I think yeah. I need to really embrace that. Sometimes I do get mm. stressed about that kind of thing, mm. um, but there's all this unmeasurable sort of stuff that comes mm. out of it, like, yeah, commissions or other projects. Or you have work that's true. Like someone comes to your studio visit and you've got a heap of stuff. Mm. It's really good. Or if you're applying for another exhibition. or It's kind of interesting with printmaking and stuff too because you can kind of reshow it and do stuff in different ways in different cities. And mm. so... You and colour it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you can well. kind of keep working on them mm. and, and they kind of all work together and make a bigger body of work, you know. Mm. Mm, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So um so do you have any uh up and coming projects? Um Well I've got these two murals in the next two weeks. We've got mm. a big one on Sydney Road. Um which is pretty exciting. I'm thinking of just doing a really big stick folk kind of crowd scene type of thing. So I've been wanting to do that for a while in a big wall. Mm-hmm. And then a week and then after that I'm doing a mural in a nursing home, which is wow. gonna be interesting. And it's quite a big wall. In the car park of this nursing home, and it feels like a. T- I don't really didn't grow up with any religion or anything. It's like this little sisters of the poor. It's kind of like housing commission type of not um, you know, people who can't afford nursing homes and stuff. So um, it's amazing. It's totally different. I'm really intrigued to see how that goes. Uh, and um, I've got an exhibition book for the end of the year in November too. So I'm slowly going to work towards that. I'm doing like a residency thing in a school too mm. with a friend, so that's going to be interesting. And um, yeah, I think just keep making things and never know what's going to pop up. A few different little half projects, you know, here and there. So we'll, we'll see um, which of those ones are going to come up and work out or not, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if people want to um, like keep up to date with what you're doing and mm-hmm. see your artwork online, like where's yeah. the best place for them to find you? Um, or maybe my Instagram is um, at Thomas Civilian. It's my like long official name. <laughs> yeah, we'll just search Tom Civil Instagram. Uh, and my website TomCivil.com. And I also sell prints online too. I've got like CivilPrints.com. Yeah, so cool. I kind of sell prints through there. Or people just contact me if they're interested in prints and stuff. But yeah, mainly just through those kind of things. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for sitting down and having yeah, a chat. It's been great awesome. to find out about what yeah. you've been up to. Yeah. Cheers, Tom. Appreciate it. No worries. Awesome. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To find out more about today's guest, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you'll find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork. Also, follow us on Instagram bench underscore talk there you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast bench talks also streaming on soundcloud and facebook just simply search for bench talk podcast or you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes 
while you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.